Jim, and thanks for joining me today. Uh, as always, if you haven't visited the main website, www.simplefaithworks.com, you'll find more information there. Again, that address is www.simplefaithworks.com. Today I want to talk about quitting is not an option. If you prayed about a situation, uh, a condition, a problem of some kind for a long time without seeing any results, you may be tempted to quit and give up. You may be a believer, but also you're human and you have to deal with your own shortcomings, inconsistencies, and so forth. But here's the thing. God already knows all of this and he made provisions for his people. God's word will produce results even if it takes longer than you think it should. Take a closer look at the following verses from Hebrews chapter 6. I'm reading verses 11 through 15. This is from the American King James Version. It says, And we desire every one of you, or excuse me, let me, let me start over there. And we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope to the end. So what does that mean in plain English? That means is hope is your vision of a positive outcome. In verse 12 it says, That you not be slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience, or perseverance, inherit the promises. For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessing I will bless you, and multiplying I will multiply you. And so, after he patiently endured, as talking about Abraham, he obtained the promises. Uh, next scripture from Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, again the American King James Version. And let us not be weary in doing well, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. This is just not just talking about the end of your life. This is talking about all of the challenges of life. And... The Bible says, don't be weary in well-doing, then obviously they knew before it was even written that it would be in human nature to do exactly that. To get weary, to want to give up, and just to feel overall uh, negative about certain situations. And... Uh, uh, from the NIV Bible, I know some people don't like this, they call it the non-inspired version, but at least on this particular scripture, it really, I think, pulls it out, puts it very clearly. Luke 18.1, it says, Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. And finally, Mark chapter 11, verse 24, same American King James Version, Therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So what all these verses say together, basically they say in short that there is no giving up. Another way to put it would be, you can't give up on walking in victory and still be in God's will. That's why Jesus told his disciples always to pray and not give up in Luke 18.1. Always is different than some of the time or even 99% of the time. So some people think that God basically commissions the devil to teach people things. I'm sure you've heard that before, but that's actually, according to the Bible, the job of the Holy Spirit. He's the teacher. He was sent, it says, to teach us and lead us and guide us into all truth. 
No, good is good and evil is evil. They are not two sides of the same coin. They have nothing at all in common. Darkness doesn't bleed over into the light, and the boundaries between the two aren't blurred in the least. Some people may think they are, but that's just a religious mindset. Understanding this is important because we're talking about basically who is for you and who is against you. So in the spiritual world, it's not like in the natural world where there's gray hats. There's a 0% mixture of light and darkness working side by side. So it's not like that in the physical, visible world. There's people that play both sides, but it doesn't work that way um, when it comes to good and evil. There is no neutral. There's just good and evil. So don't stop looking for the victory until every manifestation of evil in your life is overcome. In other words, don't settle for defeat. Don't give up and think that for some reason that's beyond your understanding, you can't have the victory. I'll be the first to tell you, you're not going to understand everything in this lifetime. Even if you had access to all the information you wanted, most of it would probably, probably be beyond your understanding. So if something isn't working, stay with it and don't quit if you don't see results yet. Dig in and have persistent faith that refuses to quit. Consider the following story from Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter 17, verses 15 through 20. Um, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, and often he falls into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, and they could not cure him. You might remember that earlier in Matthew's gospel, he gave his disciples, those who follow them, believers, he gave them authority to use his name. And they came back to him. They were excited because they said that even the demons were subject to them with his name. Verse 17, um, or verse 16 again, I brought him to your disciples. They could not cure him. Verse 17, then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation. So what does the word faithless means? It means without faith. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Doesn't mean maybe. Assurance and maybe are two different things. It's the assurance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen, not seen by the physical naked eye. O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him here to me. So you almost get the impression there that he's almost exhausted in response to the man who said, I brought him to your disciples and they could not cure him. Verse 18, it says, And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus apart and said, Why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said to them, Because of your unbelief. For truly I say to you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. So, um, obviously, they had success before. So obviously, uh, take another look at verse 19. If the disciples came to Jesus on the side or apart, as it says, and said, why could we not cast him out? Obviously, it was working for them before. Or else they would have just said something like, well, why does it never, how come it never works for us, but it works for you, right? They said, why couldn't we cast him out? So obviously, they were expecting and they wanted to know why didn't it work. And Jesus said, because of their unbelief. 
So you see, they they had uh, uh, inconsistencies just like the rest of us do. The point is this. Use the faith that you have. All you have to do is make a choice to believe. That's where everything starts. You make a choice. It really can be that simple. You choose to believe what God says in the Bible. You know, the, the choice, it starts in your head, but then you have to commit to that choice in your heart, right? Because everything that God does in, in relation to looking upon us and interacting with us, he doesn't interact with the head, he interacts with the heart. Hope that makes sense. So you make the commitment in your heart. That's where you make the choice in your heart. I'm going to believe. So even if your emotions seem to be taking sides against that choice, you make the choice. Because your head may be telling you one thing, but your heart is in a different place. It's made a different commitment. So faith is a fight, 1 Timothy 6.12. It's a fight against fear, unbelief, and what your physical eyes can see. When the opposite seems to be true, you have a choice to believe God or doubt him in your heart. So, I mean, your mind may be screaming at you, but deep down the inside, you're solid and you're fixed on what you've chosen to believe and who you've chosen to believe. Romans 10 verse 11, it says, For the scripture said, Whoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. If you believe in the Lord, if you believe the Lord is a miracle worker, deep down within your heart, you will not be ashamed. If you believe you have the victory when everyone else tells you that you failed, again, you will not be ashamed for placing unwavering faith in God. Like you, I've done things in my own strength, failed before, made my own plans, dug my own holes, and did many of the things that everyone else said to do if I wanted to succeed. When all those things failed, I still had God's promises, and I fell back on those things all the time over the last 30 years or so. And every time I've done that, there was no failure. So if you really want to learn how faith and prayer works in your own life experience, uh, don't put all your faith in what someone else said. Go to the Bible for yourself and learn these things for yourself. One day, what you learn will save your life or someone else's. That's just how it works. Romans 10 verses 8 through 10. But what's uh, but what said it? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Verse 10, it says, For with the heart man believes to righteousness. It's with the heart man believes to anything. That includes uh, deliverance from oppression, uh, health, whatever you can find all these topics in the Bible if you just take the time to read through it for yourself. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. So sometimes faith for the victory in a particular set of circumstances, it takes time to grow roots down on the inside of you. The roots grow within your heart or within the inner man. It says in Mark chapter 4, verses 5 and 6, where Jesus is talking about how the seed works, he says, some fell on stony ground where it had not much earth, and immediately it sprang up. But because it had no depth of earth, but when the sun was up, it was scorched because it had no root and it withered away. So when you talk about a problem, dwell upon its details. The roots of faith, as it pertains to that particular problem, 
can wither away, especially if it hasn't really taken root in you yet. Matthew chapter 9, verses 28 and 29. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him and said to him, uh, and Jesus said to them, Believe you that I'm able to do this? And they said to him, Yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, be it to you. James chapter 1, verses 5 through 8. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that gives to all men liberally, and upbraideth or withholds not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he shall receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So when you're... According to these verses, when you're filled with cares, faith gets choked and strangled. Uh, faith opens doors, worry closes them. Mark chapter 4, verses 18 and 19. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. In other words, it doesn't produce results. Do you see how that works? So giving up should never be an option. If it is, you'll take it sooner or later. So with God's help, you really can stand and you can win. There was a time in my own life when I worried about a lot of little things. The more I thought about it, the more things that I saw could go wrong. I didn't talk about these things very much with other people, but I did think about them a lot at the time. And let me tell you, these thoughts started multiplying. I know how Job felt when he thought that disaster could possibly be waiting just around the next turn. When you start thinking this way, you start uh, living your life playing defense all the time. Do you understand what I mean by that? You start playing not to lose instead of playing to win because you see so many other people losing and you don't want it to happen to you. So maybe you're concerned about members of your family and the problems they're facing if you really want to help them, why not pray and believe God for a positive end result for them? If you've already done that and you haven't seen results or you aren't seeing results, don't give up the fight. Fight the good fight of faith for them. Keep at it as long as you're on this earth if necessary. Finally, Luke chapter 18 verses 2 through 8. There was in a city a judge which feared not God, neither regarded man. And there was a widow in that city, and she came to him, saying, Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I fear not God, nor regard man, yet, because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. In other words, this man finally broke, before he broke. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cry out to him, uh, which cry day and night out to him, though he bear along with them? So basically, uh, that statement there, though he bear along with them, it's just no different than when Jesus said, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? I tell you, verse 8, that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth. The Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God. So you can see the connection between praying, 
getting results, getting the victory, and where faith fits into that. So it, it starts with a choice, but sometimes just because you made the choice, you made the commitment, that doesn't mean that you're going to see something immediately. There's a fight involved. And you're not fighting God. It's not like you have to convince God to do these things. The Bible says that all these things have already belonged to you in Christ Jesus. Instead, you're fighting in reality. You're fighting your own doubts and those evil thoughts that enter your mind that tell you that um, you know defeat is imminent. You're going to fail. You're not going to overcome. You're going to lose everything. Um, you're going to die. You're going to wind up destitute. All these things that people deal with in in their lives that's about it for now i'm going to put my bookmark in it there thank you for listening again if you haven't gone there um, go to the main website at www.simplefaithworks.com for more information and uh, i will see you there again that address is www.simplefaithworks.com this is jim and thanks for listening